0: Welcome to the Spectrum of Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner, and in today's episode, we discuss my latest NeuroDetox webinar. I go through and review five reasons why you might consider that you need a NeuroDetox. I have created a new course, but within the webinar, I give you a ton of pearls to understand why you might be struggling with brain fog, insomnia, cognitive decline, mental health um, conditions, even if you've had any dental issues or traumatic brain injuries, how that might affect your brain. We review neurotoxicity as well. And if you stay beyond my outro, you'll hear a very lively Q&A to answer some questions that you might be having as well. All right, have a beautiful day all right well we'll officially get started you know i'm really excited about this lecture and also i am creating a course around neurodetox. so i'm going to be educating about the course but you know as you're deciding if this course is right for you or not i really hope that you walk away with a lot of information and knowledge to support you for wherever you are on your journey it's just me on zoom today so you know, please chat. I love that you guys can chat amongst yourselves. I'm not going to be looking at the chat very often throughout my call, but I will look at the Q and A towards the end if we have time, which I think we will, of course. All right, so we're ready. We're going to talk about the brain and why it's important to think about the brain from the lens of a neurotoxin, really detoxification. Okay. So I have a PowerPoint cause I always seem to, and I'm gonna share this with you. All right. I'm titling this five plus reasons you need a neuro detox. So neuro detox is probably like an interesting term. You might not have thought about your brain um, in this term before. And so I just wanna bring this conversation to light and help you to really understand if this is the right thing for you and why I really think we all should be looking at our brains through this lens. So I want to start this conversation just to give you like a touch point of like where we are with our conventional statistics of, you know, what's happening with people's brains right now and looking at the incidence of different neurological conditions and all of that. So when I started talking about um, these statistics around Alzheimer's and dementia, it would be one in 10 after the age of 65 um, gets Alzheimer's, which is really concerning. It's such a devastating illness not only for the individual but for the family and also for uh, people's resources and now it's one in nine so that is going up i see a lot of female patients and a lot of women are a part of my community and so almost two-thirds of Americans american with alzheimer's are women and then neurological disorders are the leading cause of disability and the second leading cause of death worldwide and have risen in the past 30 years i thought that was a really staggering statistic and then, if you classify stroke, dementia, and migraine, they cause the most disability among neurological disorders in the United States. And then it's about 60% of Americans live with one or more of those disorders, which is, I thought that was pretty incredible. It's really migraine and headache, um, you know, keeps that statistic high. So, 6.7 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's dementia. So, again, a really devastating illness. So I wanted to start again this conversation just um, sharing the importance of why we have to look about the environmental impact on our brain health. I really was really thrilled to see a lot of conventional information around this topic. I found some great articles in PubMed that I linked here as well, and this slide kind of says it. So environmental neurotoxins. So neurotoxins are going to be things that are going to be fat-loving toxicants that can basically enter neurons, enter the central or peripheral nervous system. And then neurotoxins, once they are basically in those tissues, can degrade the physiology and the anatomy and the structure of those tissues. Leading to lack of communication, even even cell death or damage, and that's where we see a loss of function. And you know, we have heavy metals, we have pesticides um, and herbicides, solvents, air pollutants, dietary um, components that are all impacting our health. Mycotoxins, we're going to be talking about as well, and you know, they lead to cognitive impairment, memory loss, inflammation altering hormones, mitochondrial dysfunction, and oxidative stress. And I was poking around as I'm researching this course and this webinar to share this information with you guys. Um, Actually, the American Neurological Association last year, they had their whole annual conference was all about the exposome on the role of neurological disorders. So that tells me we're making progress. So they're saying that these these can't be genetics alone, right, that they see these rises, that we have to look at the interplay of the environment, the exposome is really the exposures on humans that are affecting our health. And so this whole conference, I was looking at the notes and the Summaries, and it's all about, you know, they were studying chemicals in industrial products, building materials, agricultural pesticides, Um, and then when we look at Parkinson's in particular, um, the rise of Parkinson's disease, there's a really strong correlation between pesticides and herbicides, heavy metals, solvents, organic pollutants, and other um, substances obviously that allow this to develop. So This is important to me because I see patients every day who teach me how important it is to look at the role of neurotoxins in the role of um, really having a functioning healthy brain, which I think is, you know, really our birthright, you know, many of us who um, have been sick and we start to have like memory loss or fogginess or any of these things that we're going to go through that lessens your confidence and your who you are. It also puts a, a huge strain on your daily activities and your relationships. And with this medicine, it's always always easier to prevent than reverse and turn around an illness. However, you know, of course, I'm a big believer in anything's possible with the human body and there's many roads for um, cure and we have colleagues that are even reversing Alzheimer's right now so um i have a um you know just like a little personal note to bring this to life too many of you who are on the call already know this about me but just bringing people up to speed I had had this you know desire to create this course about two years ago, and you know I I tell my patients all the time trust the timing right. Um, there's divine timing in life and I I teach what I want to learn right, and so there was divine timing and being ready to um, deliver this course because I went through my own neurological event I had a pituitary macro this is my mri i've shared this before so i'm sorry if you've already heard this but you know i, I just want to share that i'm here with you like knowing that this neuro detox piece is really important for our health And this kind of like, I I called it in another lecture the other day, the snowman in the middle of my brain here, that should not be in your brain. And that was a very large um, pituitary macroadenoma that was secreting growth hormone. It squished my pituitary and put strain on my optic chiasm um, that put me at risk for stroke. And also um, if I had not treated it, it was gonna shorten my lifespan by up to 20 years. I don't know why I have this. There could be karmic reasons. There could be reasons I will never understand. Um, there could be toxicity. My body was trying to wall off. I've also had root canals early in life that I took care of that are on the pituitary meridian. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. It happened in my life at such a time and I had such profound support and it strengthened my faith in healing and the divine and the invisible, especially in the realms of uh, group healing and meditation and energy work that I, I know this was a lesson for me to deepen my knowledge. But from the lens of neurodetoxification, I did a lot of... Um, once I found this out and in my healing, I, I've done a lot to look at toxins in my life and strengthen my sleep and my lymphatic system and heal my brain after all of this. Um, so I just wanted to share you guys share so many personal things about yourselves to me that I just wanted you to know we're all in this together. And with this knowledge that I had in this experience, I think it's even better timing for me to create and share this course with you. So I'm going to be walking through five reasons why you might need a neuro, neuro detox brain fog, this is a big symptom. I hear a lot of people have, it's really concerning. People feel like they're never going to have their memory back again, you're often can't concentrate confused fuzzy thinking lack of mental clarity and also it's associated with low energy and irritability and other things like low motivation depression anxiety trouble sleeping please feel free to talk amongst the chat if you've had brain fog it's really scary and part of my role in helping people out of that is to really give them the confidence that your memory comes back your once the fogginess goes your brain does come back and if anyone has brain fog out there this could be a sign that you need a neuro detox. In each of the categories that I'm gonna be sharing about if you need a neuro detox, I'm gonna give you some information to see if you have brain fog, have you looked at these neurotoxins just to give you some sense of the types of things that we're going to be going through, and also the solutions we'll be going through a lot in the course. So I saw my friend Bridget Danner is on here. She wrote a great book about mold illness, and we've done a podcast together about her journey. So I just want to give uh, Bridget a shout out um, there. But this is like such a common story, right? That people have mold or water damage in their home, in their workplace, in their school, in their car and they get sicker and sicker when they're in this environment and one of the things that mold does which I'll go over in you know more slides it really can create a lot of neurological inflammation and so water drives the growth of bacteria and mold and you know we don't make homes really well in our um you know country anymore and this is a very also nuanced field that you can have your home tested and somebody might not find it, and you can still keep going. So it's been tricky. So you have to really work with a, a provider or a physician who really knows how to navigate. And if they keep on seeing symptoms within you, really having you work through finding the source or even encouraging you to move. These are like the gold standard in our community at the moment of testing. There's a great website, survivingmold.com. Dr. Shoemaker came out with his book, Surviving Mold, when I was a new graduate. And so I feel like I I read the book and went on to all the lectures right at that time in my early career. And I still refer back to that site because he goes through what chronic inflammatory response syndrome is, what the testing is. He definitely was a pioneer. There's a lot of evolved ideas around his theory that he doesn't quite integrate yet, but he's good at the giving you the information and the landscape of why this could be a problem for your body. So there's testing, ERMI and Hurts Me Too, you can learn more about. There are these uh, mold plates that you can put out in your home too called analytics. Um, You can also test for mycotoxins in your home. So there's many different tests. I consider these screening tests, and then you have to really work with a mold inspector who can really go and take this information, another level to find the source and then the remediation plan. And then some patients decide to move out because it's just, you know, too much of a problem or they're renting. So uh, again, check out Bridget's book. She goes through a lot of this insight in the book. Okay, when we're in a moldy environment, what happens is we inhale and we're like consuming in our air and in our environment um, mold spores and when mold spores become within us, um, spores actually can produce mycotoxins and mycotoxins are even smaller the mold spores and like these mycotoxins love fat-loving tissues. You can also inhale mycotoxins directly in the environment as well from the mold spores. There's a lot of ways to get these in your body. And so what is devastating about the mycotoxins is they love fat-loving tissues, so they um, get embedded into these fatty tissues the more that you have the exposures. Um, specifically the brain, the myelin sheath, the insulation around the neurons that help the nerves to fire more quickly, that gets degraded and affected. And then of course, like cell membranes, mitochondria, the bone marrow, um, the omentum, which covers the digestion. And mycotoxins are really harmful. They make you basically immune suppressed. We use in Um, conventional medicine, a a mycotoxin, a drug, mycophenolic acid to suppress people's immune systems. So it's really quite problematic and they affect the liver and the kidneys. They can be carcinogenic, but they are really important to identify and come up with a strategy around if you're in um, a moldy situation, if you've been in a moldy situation and now need a program to get them out of your body, if you've been colonized by mold and You need to kill the mold that's producing the mycotoxins. It's layered. And so that's why you have to work with a good uh, practitioner and then still keeping the brain in mind, Dr. Dale Bredesen, who trained Dr. Heather uh, Sandinson who is an expert on our neurodetox course, he types different types of Alzheimer's, and he wrote a book called The End of Alzheimer's, and he calls type three, basically the result of exposure to toxicity, it's a toxicity picture Alzheimer's, and he calls it inhalational Alzheimer's from chronic inflammatory response and mycotoxins. So this is really documented. And again, it can be reversed and treated, but if you have mold and you're seeing a loved one's memory and cognitive health decline, you really need to take action and look at this seriously um, because it could be at the root cause of their problem. And then I put a little note about aluminum right here. Um, Aluminum is a heavy metal that has like a very strong charge. It's a strong positive charge that binds a lot of elements within our uh, connective tissue and within our nervous system. And Chris Exley has a lab out of the University of Kiel and he studies aluminum in the body. And I've studied this for a long time and I I always love looking at this paper because it just drives this point home he was able to look at the brains of um, people who had passed from Alzheimer's and donated their brain, and he found a significant amount of aluminum. Um, Aluminum is very neurotoxic. It creates neurovascular inflammation and can be very inflammatory for our brains. And aluminum is definitely a ubiquitous element in our environment in modern life. It can be in our food and our water and our medicines and our personal care products. So please just take stock of what you're using that might have aluminum. Don't use aluminum deodorant you find another deodorant solution. And then there are plenty of ways that we'll go through in the course to help your body basically eliminate this, the the best kind of strategy is to either drink water that's high in silica or supplement with silica and silica binds and eliminates aluminum out of the body. So that's number one, okay? Brain fog, right? So brain fog, we think about mycotoxins and mold and living in mold. We think of aluminum and many other things, right? And they're all interrelated, but I'm just trying to give you a framework and some information to take home out of this so insomnia right this is another thing that i hear like anyone have insomnia out there insomnia is just a really devastating symptom because we need our brains to heal and repair and rest especially when we have neurological symptoms and so it's like a very vicious cycle right that you can get in So with insomnia, I just wanted to, you know, review sleep a little bit. So we have non-REM and REM sleep. Non-REM sleep is basically these three stages, one of the most important ones. They're all important, of course, but is this deeper delta wave sleep that is a very big part of our sleep cycle and how we heal and repair and our immune system, our endocrine system, all of it. And then we also have rapid eye movement. And basically during an eight-hour period, the brain goes in and out of REM about four to five times in an ideal sleep. And it goes through these cycles um, every 90 to 120 minutes for about five to 30 minutes. And this is a you know very interesting time where our bodies are paralyzed um, and are basically our body is very active. Our heart rate goes up, our blood pressure goes up. We dream. A lot of blood is perfusing the brain. And with that, the lymphatic system is highly active. When I think about sleep, I'm thinking about how well is the body getting into these stages of sleep so it can heal and repair and so the lymphatic system can be definitely doing its job to remove toxicants out of the brain and we'll talk about the glymphatic system in a moment so a big part of our sleep cycle and our circadian biology and entering these phases of sleep it has to do a lot with our pineal gland and our pineal gland just because of where it sits in the brain and also its vascularization is very vulnerable to neurotoxins. It's uh, named after its pine cone shape. It is very sensitive to the light environment in our bodies. It um, really regulates our circadian rhythm, so our rhythm throughout the day. And it gets really confused these days because we're in a lot of a light that might not be the, the light that's happening outdoors that mimics our circadian biology so i will talk about that in a moment how it confuses our our sleep cycle in that way so it takes a light and it uh, transduces and transmits that information in the brain into endocrine information um, and it tells the pineal gland whether or not to produce melatonin or not it's also responsible it's the first day of fall as we're recording this and what helps us to understand the changes is in the earth's magnetic environment so we know when the days are longer or shorter or the different seasons it's also considered the third eye in a lot of esoteric or meditative um, kind of communities uh, for its ability for us to connect with higher consciousness especially when we think about all these pineal gland um derivatives of melatonin um and how they can induce these really um interesting states of consciousness and it's vulnerable so if you have fluoride in your water you got to get the fluoride out of your water fluoride is a neurotoxin and it calcifies the pineal gland that is not a fringe science thought that is a real thing that happens to the pineal gland i i mentioned this before but i have a a dentist I work with who does the cone beam scans and in the um, reports they will see when they're doing the 3D image of the brain they'll say calcified pineal gland because they'll see the density um, and the quality of calcification in the pineal gland in that image it's the synergy of toxins too, right? The combination of glyphosate making the gut more leaky, allowing the aluminum that we ingest on a regular basis through the gut lining and having that synergistically carried to the pineal gland through a lot of different mechanisms that Dr. Senef and her team write really well about, basically affect the pineal gland over time. Um, It's sensitive to light and magnetic fields, so it's sensitive to EMF as well, Um, so it's a synergistic soup that over time is affecting our, our circadian biology, so there's a lot we can do to mitigate that stress from melatonin to meditation to drinking clean water, binders and so forth, and we'll talk a lot about that in the course. I've already really talked about this, but the light goes through the retina, it interfaces with the suprachiasmatic nucleus, and then to the pineal gland, and that suprachiasmatic nucleus basically tells the pineal gland whether or not the light light information that they're getting from the retina to either produce melatonin or not. Why are people getting insomnia? Our pineal glands are toxic, and we are in this kind of state of malillumination, so we're not experiencing enough natural sunlight or we're getting too much indoor artificial light especially at night and that's confusing our pineal gland so we can have a lot of light deficiencies if we're indoors all day we're not getting the uv or the infrared um, we could get too much blue light or artificial light that has been actually linked to cancer, depression, obesity, insomnia, and mood disorders, which is great. We're light beans, another really big part of my work. I love talking about the brain and detoxification and everything we're talking here. And then you you guys probably know me. I love talking about the biophysics and the uh, bioenergetics and the science, you know, behind that. And there's strong research around that we are light beings and we communicate a a lot with light within um, our cellular structure Um, and so if we are not getting the right light inputs or if we're deficient because we have all this um all these different places in our body that are wired to receive this light to turn on things like our mitochondria for instance then we can break down and we can have these metabolic diseases to degenerative diseases but this is a really satisfying thing to also look at if you have insomnia. Daylight has a nice full spectrum of, um, light, um, from, you know, the UV to the infrared. You can see with artificial lighting, incandescent is pretty, I have incandescent bulbs in my room, even though those are going to be harder to find. Halogen is also pretty good. Um, but, with the advent of everyone having LED, we're getting a lot of these, uh, peaks of blue and we're missing a lot of frequencies and then fluorescent. If you have fluorescent lights, just turn them off and bring a nice incandescent light, a light bulb and put a lamp on your desk. This is just a very confusing environment for your body to be in on a regular basis. So this is just, again, what I've just said, Um, but a lot of my colleagues, there's a whole community around quantum biology, it's called the Quantum Biology Collective, wonderful people are educating doctors around these principles and they just work on this piece and get people's endocrine systems back online, getting outside in the morning when you wake up and getting that daylight um, in your eyes. Before you go to bed, watch the sunset, turn off your electronics or really limit your blue light before bed. These little things can be profoundly helpful. And of course, like blue blocking glasses at night and all of that. So that was number two. So if you have insomnia, that could be due, due again to pineal gland toxicity or this kind of um, malillumination and circadian biology dysregulation. Okay. So another symptom that is quite multifactorial, of course, but I just want to share like this lens through neurotoxins anxiety and depression are on the rise, neuropsychiatric symptoms. A lot of my patients who come to see me have some form of anxiety, depression, and neuropsychiatric symptoms that they're often co-managing with other providers. But this is really difficult, and again, there's many reasons underlying this, but the toxicity piece is something that we cannot ignore when we're looking at this and my patients have taught me when my patients have go through periods of severe ups and downs we look at this also and i have seen people get out of these states when we look at neurotoxins and how to move those through the body Neurotoxins are often overlooked when we look at mental health. The Amen Clinics, Dr. Amen, he's done a really great job of bringing a lot of awareness of other reasons just besides lack of medication for people who are in these states. And he does spec scans that are functional um, imaging around the patient's brain and he has even on his website where he talks about how toxins impact the brain so he's talking within the realm of psychiatry about how neurotoxins affect the brain and he says he sees in the spec scans that they reduce blood flow to the brain so neurotoxins have a big impact on cerebral blood flow And they also disrupt the endocrine system. And that can definitely set off a cascade of imbalances that lead to anxiety and panic attacks. Um, And then there's Dr. Stephen Genius. He's a um, Canadian physician, I believe. And he studies toxins a ton. And he wrote a whole paper, a chapter. This is actually a chapter in a book about toxic causes of mental illnesses are overlooked. And so I just um, shared the abstract, because I think it it drives this point home, right? So if you're struggling with this, again, there's many things we need to do to support you, but this could be an overlooked piece. And then circadian disruption affects your mood too. So I just, I have already talked a lot about circadian biology, but this paper just talks about how it can really affect neurotransmitter production and overstimulation or understimulation of different parts of the brain leading to depression. As we know, seasonal affective disorder. I live in Seattle in the Pacific Northwest, which is beautiful, but it is dark during the fall and winter, and it can be very hard to live here uh, because of how dark it is and how little daylight we have. And many people get very um, depressed during that time. So that was the third, right? So we have brain fog, insomnia, we have any mental health condition or symptom. And now this is a big one, right? Dental health interference fields. So a lot of, if you've heard me talk before, we talk a ton about the mouth and how the mouth impacts uh, the brain and the, and the body. Uh, we used to do panoramic scans before the um, cone beam scans. And this just gives you an example of a patient's mouth who had one, two, three, four, five, six root canals extracted teeth where there was probably some, maybe cavitations in the bone, a bridge where there was probably a a pocket of infection that never got cleaned out here potentially some metal still left in the the crowns, all of that really can have a huge impact on your your brain and your nervous system, your microbiomes, your gut, your whole body. So much so that there's a relationship to the acupuncture system that many um, practitioners have confirmed over the years that each tooth has a connection to a meridian. And if there's a toxicity or an area of chronic infection in that tooth, that can affect that meridian from ever basically optimizing the flow of energy through that meridian. It's almost like a, Dr. Tenet calls them circuit breakers in the system of the meridian system. Um, this is really uh, fun to, you know, share with patients because I shared with you here that I had root canals. Eventually I got dealt with my front teeth and I had a pituitary thing and the front teeth are the kidney bladder, but also the, the endocrine system as well. So you just see these connections. I often see like wisdom teeth cavitations of people have chronic heart symptoms or chronic digestive symptoms. These do clear up. So the big one that's still, I feel like everybody knows about this, but I have patients who've seen a a lot of doctors and they still haven't had their amalgams removed. Amalgam fillings are quite neurotoxic. Mercury is one of the number one neurotoxins in our environment. And for some reason, we decided to put it in people's teeth right next to their brain. And it's not inert. Mercury vapor has been demonstrated to be released over time. It's not inert. It's a, and then these amalgams are not just mercury. They're silver, tin, copper, other mixed metals. And these metals bind to sulfur-containing proteins, enzymes, cofactors, affecting basically slowing down the function of all of these things. So amalgam fillings can be, again, a source of mercury, the number one neurotoxin in our environment it can get into the nerves and the cranial nerves they can get transported into the brain we can inhale it through the nose and we can basically inhale it that gets down our gut and we can sequester this mercury for a long time if you don't look at it if you need your amalgams out don't do it alone i don't want you to read on google how it's a horror story it's done right it is one of the best things you can do for your health So work with a great biological dentist and a great naturopathic or functional medicine or bioregulatory doctor who knows how to support you, support your lymphatics, give you IVs, give you binders and all of that sequence of how to do that. But if you've gotten your amalgams removed and you're like, oh, I don't have amalgams, I don't have a mercury problem anymore, amalgam removal is the first step. Now we have to get all that mercury that you've been basically storing in your body tissues out of your body. And there's a great opportunity to do that after the amalgams are removed. Okay. So this is a big one. If you have amalgam fillings currently, I highly encourage you to look into this. If you have them and you have brain symptoms and um, you haven't done enough mercury detox, there's safe ways to do this and then just the you know point here if you have gold next to mercury it's called electrogalvanism, right so this creates a battery effect with a mixed metal and there's more corrosion of this mercury vapor so you can have a faster kind of release of the mercury and this can create a lot of heart symptoms i see people have high blood pressure or palpitations when they have this and when they get this dealt with it's quite rewarding um sometimes there is mercury underneath the gold crown i've seen that Sometimes there is mercury in your root canal. Sometimes there is mercury underneath your porcelain crown. So really work with a dentist who's going to investigate and make sure that you have a mercury-free mouth. And the electrogalvanism can, of course, affect memory, insomnia, tinnitus. That's a big one. Tinnitus is awful, but it gets better. But mercury is a big part of tinnitus. So I just wanted to say, have you ever had a dental issue? And do you, that is a good reason that you need a neuro detox. And then have you ever had a TBI or concussion traumatic brain injury? That is a question I ask all my new patients, have they hit their head? And it's surprising how many people have, right? And we have these beautiful brains that are very adaptable and resilient. But we've noticed as we've learned about the glymphatic system over the last you know, decade, um even a shorter time than that i think since 2015 or so that when we have a traumatic brain injury we damage our lymphatic system and it can repair but if you don't know what you're dealing with or how serious a concussion is then it can be hard so the the point here that i'm making is that you need a neurodetox if you have had a traumatic brain injury or a concussion because you could have impairment in your lymphatic system that allows you to basically hold on to neurotoxins in your brain more and we've seen in the nfl more players unfortunately get they get affected by this and more players get alzheimer's or dementia too early in life i think because of this And this is how a normal lymphatic system should work. The cerebral spinal fluid and lymph flow along the arteries. These glial cells or astrocytes are these star-like cells that have aquaporin channels that regulate the flow of water that help to bathe your neurons in this beautiful flow of keep this lymph with all this oxygen and nutrition, but remove waste and then the waste gets removed along the veins and then exits the brain as long as the pathways are open we'll go over that in the neuro detox class and then if you know you've got damaged astrocytes, and an injury to your brain um they don't do a good as good of job as moving that fluid through this space so the neurons don't get as much of the nutrition and oxygen and then they don't remove the waste as well so there's a buildup of you know these toxins and aggregates there can be amyloid beta buildup um, and so forth and that can lead to n- neurodegeneration over time we did five reasons you need a neurodetox, detox okay but the my whole message it sounds like a bummer of course and this is all very disturbing and distressing but my whole goal is to make this empowering I see a lot of people who don't have answers and are trying to really self-educate to understand why they have these symptoms. And we live in a time on the planet where the human body is really stressed out, right, by a lot of different factors and toxicants that are being thrown at the body all the time. However, the, the brain can heal, and this is new information. We used to think that neurons die. That's it, you're done, but actually neurons can change. They can um, regrow, um, new neural networks can form. The brain can heal. This is the whole emerging field of neuroplasticity, which we'll talk a little bit about the course as well. If you're struggling, please just know that um, you can get through this and your brain can heal. And I do see this. I see my patients who think they've lost their brain and it comes back. And yes, there's a lot of different ways we can do this, but there, from herbal strategies to different techniques and technologies to even the emerging role of psychedelics in mushrooms. These can help to create neuroplastic changes in the brain. So the brain can heal. You can, and, and meditation, I, I absolutely think meditation is a huge part of healing the brain. So what are we going to do in this course? And thank you for everybody who's listened to me. And please, I have, of course, more to share, but my goal is whether you join the course or not, you're going to learn more about my thought process um, for you to get your brain back. We're going to really cover sleep is really difficult and challenging for a lot of people. We'll talk about obstacles to sleep, how to create a good, basically hygiene and rituals around sleep and give what tools do I see work for sleep detox is huge so we're going to be talking about neurotoxins and how to eliminate them so you can be keen on working with your provider and really identifying navigating these And then optimizing, so really, okay, how do we, you know, tackle the foundations? How do we eliminate? And then how do we create uh, more neuroplastic changes and basically a healthier brain? Once we look at these three weeks is we're not going to heal our brains completely in three weeks, but I'm going to give you the tools that you can go back to life with really implementing and allowing your brains to receive all of this wonderful support. I always like to invite friends every time I do a course like this, because I learn so much from them and they have so much to share and they have areas of expertise that I don't. So my good friend, Dr. Marco Ruggiero, he helps me formulate my products. He taught me about the lymphatic system and the brain microbiome, and he's going to be talking about that, but plus his latest research on consciousness and how that impacts the brain. Dr. Heather Sandenson, she studied with Dr. Bredesen, she, if you live in San Diego or Kansas, she's created centers for people to do basically the Bredesen protocol to recover people who are experiencing dementia or Alzheimer's and working them through a plan in a very supportive environment. So she's really creative in how she's created these centers. Jennifer Perry is a dear friend, and she's going to be talking about plant stem cells and how they can detoxify the brain and also heal and regenerate the brain. Dr. Greg Echel is also a dear friend. He lost um, his wife to prion disease, roots felt Jacob, which is mad cow, and he turned that really devastating experience into his mission to help people with neurodegenerative diseases. And he has a really awesome clinic in Park City that I've gone to, and he has written books and he's great. Dr. Sarah Bedford is a doctor at Eminence where I work. She is really knowledgeable and has helped me recover a lot of my patients who have neurocognitive symptoms and neurotoxin illness. And she's gonna be just sharing some clinical pearls And then we have Heather Parisi, a dear friend I met at Joe Dispenza, and she's going to be really guiding us through the impact of hormones on brain health. And then Via, I'll share, she's going to be part of the experience that we do. So I always, if you're going to be doing a course, I want you to not only learn and create rituals in your life, but also I want you to have really great experiences. And my dear friend, Katie, I invite her to every course I do. She's just a gift and she is really an amazing spirit and soul. And she is going to be walking you through breathwork and yoga. So again, you'll have these recordings for your library because breathwork is so important for oxygenating the brain. A lot of yogic traditions, right? They would create altered states in the brain just through breath work, then there the are modern forms of that these days. We're not going to do that aggressive, but we, we're going to make sure you're getting good breaths, um, deep belly breaths and good breaths um, into your brain to oxygenate your brain and of course some movement alongside that. And then uh, Via, who works with me as well, um, she does intention circles for my patients and community. Um, You're always welcome, 12 to 1 um, every Monday. Um, Just reach out if you're not on our list that you get those messages. But she's going to do an intention circle for the community that we cultivate through. So we use kind of the guidance of the Power of Aid and Lynn McTaggart's work, as well as Dr. Joe Dispenza's, and then Avia has trained in plasticity and meditation, and she's just a beautiful soul and a wealth of knowledge. I want you guys to experience that, and this might be a new idea, but it's uh, really, I think, an important part of the healing equation that we discount way too much. So we like to do stuff that is special for those of you who signed up for this webinar and those of you who are listening live, if you decide to purchase the NeuroDetox program, especially in the next 72 hours, so that's this weekend, we'll give you a bottle of Lymphamine, which is one of our newest formulations that Marco to help me develop. It was really developed for these times with all the stressors on the immune system. People are getting COVID again. People are getting all sorts of um, colds and flus, and all, all, you know, people are going into flu season and um, the winter and the fall. And so I just wanted everybody to be safe and to have strong immune systems. We call it lymphimmune immune because all of my products are really geared to helping you have a very healthy functioning lymphatic system. And a big part of the lymphatic system is our immune system. And this is a unique formula. We actually make it in Switzerland. It's, um, because of some of the ingredients and it has really the special sauce of this is these fermented hemp seed proteins. This is again, Dr. Marco Ruggiero's brilliant. And there's two proteins specifically albumin and indestin of the hemp seed that. When they are in this fermented state, they have basically this very um, beneficial impact on our immune system. So it's a very, it's a natural antiviral. If you follow the work of uh, GC math, it's very analogous to that, um, which is stimulating our own macrophages to fight the infections we come up against. And then we know zinc is really important, and quercetin helps to shuttle zinc into the cells. Quercetin is also a great mass cell stabilizer. And then copper is also um, an important antiviral, but zinc and copper can be in the formula together because of the hemp seed protein and the binding of the albumin in the intestine. So we've had a lot of trial runs with this, and it's great, it's great. It can be great for your maintenance protocol if you've had long COVID. Also, um, let's say you feel like you're coming down with something, if you really dose it high, it can get you fast um, through that. It also can be very beneficial in traveling, you, you're just concerned about exposures, you can, you know, increase um, the dose. So, yeah, we've got a great, a lot of great anecdotes of people feeling like they've coming down with something and then they take this and they feel better. I'm suggesting during this time going into fall and winter, especially if you're immune compromised to take it regularly and um, see how you feel. If you have any questions, just please reach out to us. I have a wonderful team, real people answering your emails, and we can help guide you um, and give you any questions. Thank you all for listening to The Spectrum of Health. I hope you enjoyed my conversation all about neurotoxicity and reasons why you might consider joining our inaugural neurodetox program. I'd be so honored if you join, and I know that listening to the experts, plus the live Q&A, and plus the experiences that we'll go through with breathwork, yoga, and intention circles, that this will be a transformational experience and something that you can hold in your library for a long, long time. So please check out the link in the show notes, and then if you want to continue joining us, we have a very lively Q&A that I hope will answer some of the questions you might be having as well. All right. Have a beautiful day. And thank you so much for being part of my podcast community. As a practitioner, which tests and lab you prefer for testing mycotoxins? In your view, is the urine test um, best or should test blood Ig, IgM for specific mycotoxins? It's a really great question. There's nuances to everything and we have to really demonstrate the body burden, you work with people's budgets, where they are. Um, I like real time labs. Um, I do also use Great Plains and Vibrant America. Um, I do follow Dr. Nathan and Dr. Jill Christa's information, and I know the real time um, has been around for a long time and um, it can be a little bit more specific. The My Myco Labs can be another cross reference to looking at immunity to those mycotoxins and figuring out how essentially people our immune systems are dealing with it. Anne Marie, yes, they'll be recording. But Sophia, just back to that. Just again, there's a lot. Dr. joel Krista is a great friend, and she does a lot of great education on types of testing. Um, Bridget also is on the call. Sony Bailey, do you think birth control is considered a neurotoxin? I believe that's the source of all my severe brain symptoms. Birth control for some people because of the suppression of the menstruation that happens or the lack of menstruation can limit the, in naturopathic medicine, we look at the uterine lining as a route of elimination. If you're suppressing your cycle or having a lot lower cycle, you could be holding on to toxicity more. Um, also birth control can be needed at times. Of course, I understand that decision for women, there's just no great forms of birth control for women, but you have to choose, right? And if you decide to use hormonal birth control, that can stimulate basically and affect already underlying issues. I doubt the birth control alone is all the problems. I think it's probably the tip of the iceberg that was a trigger for probably a whole host of things that he might have been exposed to. So again, I probably could go into that more, but I wanna ask uh, and make sure I'm answering everybody else's questions. What if you live in an area where naturopathic um, physicians are hard to come by? We have worked with three within a year or so. They all go out of practice due to not being reimbursable by insurance in Michigan. Ditto to biological dentists. It's really hard. The system is not set up at this time. I'm an optimist. I'll be hopeful that at one time it will be. It is currently not set up for you to attain support to get help outside the conventional system. It's very expensive as well. I don't take insurance because I could never do what I do if I um, took insurance. So I have to be a small business owner and support my team. And then I also have to uh, really understand and work with patients and understand by the time they've seen me, they've seen so many other people and this devastates people's finances. So I understand that it's such a hard, there's no great solutions right now, but I just keep trying to do the work and help my patients who come to me and try to continue to prove the concept that this works, people travel. So if you're not getting help, I would go find help and your health is that important that you need to go find help. There are some biological dentists in Iowa um, that I, I don't know the name of one, but a doctor I used to work with would refer, I get, he's blanking, but look at iaomt.org. I think also Minneapolis. So again, not down the street, but it's worth it. And people travel for this work. That's what they have to have to do. Albert, how will we be able to access the recording later or share with others? Albert, we what we can do is we're going to send an email with the recording. So if you're on my email list um, and you registered, you will get the recording. Can you share a document on how to use the recommended supplements for general detox? I would like to get a head start um Stella that's a great question just email my team when people sign up we give them that um guide Sophia is immune compatible for people with lymphoma or people with peritoneal adenopathy um again I'm not their provider so I can't give medical advice but I don't see any contraindications but again it's up for their providers Stella I already joined NeuroDetox how can I get a free bottle of Astella, just email me info at drchristineschaffner.com and we'll make an exception for you. We're grateful you joined us. We, we had an early bird discount and so we're not doing the early bird discount right now, but we have the free bottle, but we're, you're here. I'm happy to support you. Francis, would this program be available to purchase at a later time on apothecary? I don't know, but what I'm doing right now is I'm in the process of creating it, launching it, And I do want to make this part of my library because it really is a combination of all of my work that I do with patients and just making it very accessible, sharing how to weave the products we've created and the products I use as well. So great. And then what about titanium implants and what is your thought uh, about the liquid given from contrast for scans, gadolinium? Titanium implants are typically problematic for my patients. They can create type four metal allergies in the body. They can also be, uh, I know this sounds crazy, but I've just seen it. It can increase EMF sensitivity and it can also not allow enough of the gum to basically heal around the implant. Some people do okay with it, but I see people who don't. And then gadolinium can be quite hard on the kidneys. Please, if you have to, I had to get gadolinium. I understand how it feels. It's gross, but I had to do it in order to diagnose my tumors. EDTA, um, binders, uh, foot baths, all of that can be supportive. Albert, you mentioned eboo. Is it possible to use smaller needles than twenties, like 24? I had it twice and loved loved it, but have difficult veins. Uh, I found it a bit much to get poked. It's a good question. Each system needs basically the right access, especially because we're needing a lot of blood to go out and in. I don't know, Albert, if you've contacted my office, but we're happy to consult with you and also look at your veins. Our nurse here is very great and we could just, yeah, see if you'd be a good fit and work with you to make it work because it's such a great treatment. Ibu's been an awesome treatment. Kid, which liver flush would you suggest? I um, recommend my friend Sinclair Keneally's liver flush, her rapid liver reset. She does a really great job. Yeah. Just reach out to her team. And then I also, if you want to do it on your own, Andreas Moritz's book, you can Google that is also a really good way to do one, but do don't just dive in. You need to prep and have support. Bailey, would you please say the website for biological dentists again? I. A O-M-T.org. Uh, Francis, I'm trying to buy a foot bath. Can you recommend a website? I've been listening to you for years. Oh, thank you. I like two foot bath companies. Platinum Energy Systems, they're in Canada. And then a major difference, they're in the US, they're bigger, a little bit bigger. They have like money-back guarantees. The footpath works and it's a really good long-term sol- solution. Just sauna therapy works for the people who can sauna. Sophia, is it a daily course? How many hours per day? Your lessons are pre-recorded and we can view it at our own time. Everything can be viewed at your own time. I'm doing the lives once a week, and then you can do it at your own pace with the other lectures. We're giving you a guide on how to go through it, but again, you can take it at your own pace and speed. All right, it was so great to connect with everybody. I really love being with you here and I hope I get to meet a lot of you all in the NeuroDetox. It's always an intimate setting when we do a program and I get to meet and talk to a lot of you through Zoom and I'm looking forward um, to hopefully getting to know more of you who are on the call. All right, you all take care and please reach out. My team's email is info at drchristineschaffner.com. If you have questions, if you need more clarification, if you didn't get what you need yet, just go there and we will take care of you. All right, lots of love. Okay, bye.